Coming up, today's guest is the growth marketing manager for a telehealth app. You'll discover how they are using SMS marketing to grow their app downloads, how showing too many features in an ad campaign completely failed, and how they are optimizing their onboarding experience to reduce friction. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Give your users options by adding rewarded surveys into your app monetization mix with Theorem Reach. They are the leading survey monetization company in the digital space. Learn more at theoremreach.com. From Apple features to ASO to influencer marketing, you will learn all the tools and tactics to make it in the app space. Learn more at appmastersacademy.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com, the podcast, the YouTube channel, when you want to learn what's really working when it comes to monetization, growth in the mobile app space. Because I talk to some phenomenal people out there doing some phenomenally creative things so that we can learn and collectively grow together. Today, I've got a phenomenal guest. He is the growth marketing manager at Babylon by Telus Health, which is a leading Canadian telehealth app. It's a new space, so I want to learn all about this. Previously, he held marketing roles at Shoes.com, Samsung, and Adidas. So without further ado, Felix Wong, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. Happy to be here. Felix, man, such a new space, man. How do you, I guess, like, how do you start thinking about when it comes to growth for such a new space? I feel like there's been a playbook of sorts for other types of apps, but when it's telehealth, it's so new and something like you almost have to educate the user on it. You tell me if I'm like, no, Steve, we didn't have to do any education. Our app is so cool. Like everybody just gets it. But like, how do you sort of approach growth? Yeah, for us, you're exactly right. It's a a relatively new app. We just launched in the app store about a year ago in a relatively new category. So for us, what's been key for our growth is being super intentional about understanding the market and specifically, you know, understanding why people would want to use a service like ours and also some key barriers that's stopping them from using it right now. Um, there's a couple of ways to, to kind of get these learnings. Um, what's worked for us pretty well is looking at our app store feedback, um, doing a lot of surveys to our user base, but also doing things like being closely linked to our clinical support team, kind of our customer service team that's talking with patients and users a lot. So making sure that we're kind of looped in and, um, to get as many insights and learnings as we can. What have been some of the more successful campaigns so far? Yeah, so I think one example of leveraging some of the insights that we've gotten from the different teams is um, one of the insights that we've gotten from our clinical support team that talks with our patients. And they were hearing that people were really surprised about sort of the, um, the experience and how quick the service was. They really weren't expecting that. And that came out through feedback to our clinical support team. But also we saw that in some of our app store feedback as well. And so 
what we did was we leveraged that into um, a couple of Instagram story ads. So we actually tried to mimic um, what the console experience is like. So we had the doctor show up on the screen, kind of mimicking a video call uh, with a simple CTA afterwards. And that's been a really um, powerful driver of acquisition for us. And it's worked really well. Oh, I like that. And then the, what are you using to get feedback? Is it just like an email form, any technology you're using within the app to get all this feedback? Yeah, in, in our surveys, it's um, directly linked within the app. So we send that pretty regularly. I think the other touch points um, have been a bit more ad hoc. So we look at our app store feedback um, pretty regularly and we kind of bake that into our marketing processes as a team. So whenever you do kind of weekly reviews, we go over the feedback. Um, whenever we chat with our agency, we also bring those learnings with us as well. So it's kind of baking those um, insights into our different processes. I know one of the growth channels that's working well for you guys is SMS. Yeah, that's right. I think for given our situation, it's a bit unique. Um, the other part of our business, um, Telus is a big telecom provider here in Canada, <laughs> which gives us an opportunity to communicate to a, a huge base of existing telecom customers. And so for us, we found that SMS and kind of more specifically MMS, which is basically uh, an SMS with an image attached has been really effective for us in driving acquisition of our app. Um, and I think this would be applicable for anyone looking to do any type of engagement as well, especially over the past couple of months. Um, we've seen our email performance dip and everyone can probably relate to that. Everybody's <laughs> getting lots of emails and you're, um, for every company that uh, you've kind of interacted with recently. Um, and so there's a lot of noise in, in the people's email inboxes. And so MMS prevents, I think, an underutilized communication channel for a lot of marketers. And it's, uh, we've seen significantly better conversion rates using MMS compared to email. Felix, let me ask you this. Like when you're doing MMS with that image, is it like the doctor kind of being like trying to speak to you too? Yeah, we, we definitely have included that. We've tried a couple different um, versions over, over time. Um, I think for, for us, we've seen a couple things work for us. One is definitely having uh, a compelling image, also keeping the message short and sweet as well. Um, with SMS, there's an opportunity to be like a little less formal. Um, so we've kind of tried to be more conversational in our language there. And I think the one thing to, to watch out for if you're considering using SMS as well is just consider the time of day of your sends. It's a pretty intrusive channel, so you don't want to send an SMS kind of later at night or at the time that just doesn't make sense for, for your users. Okay, that's interesting. When, when have you found like, hey, you know, this is a typical good time to start sending some SMS messages? Yeah, definitely it, it ranges for us. We've tried a couple different times kind of later in the morning, kind of right before noontime, um, and then early afternoon has worked well for us. Um, but definitely I would encourage people to, to test that out for themselves and see what works for their user base. You know, one of the things that I actually saw somebody give a talk on, I think it was from WAG, but they were, you kind of pointed this out too, Felix, they're using SMS to re-engage their users. So with WAG, you know, you get a free dog walk within seven days of signing up for the platform and they would use SMS as a way to be like a quick reminder. Hey, your seven day free dog walk is almost done. You know, you got to use that code soon. It's going to expire. And they saw really good results with that. How have you guys 
use SMS, MMS to re-engage your, your users, your downloads? Yeah, for us, we've mostly focused on using that as sort of a, an acquisition channel for people to download and, and use our app. Um, we also have used it in combination with email as well, which has is, is worked well for us. So we'll send them um, a first touch point being an email um, and depending on their engagement with that email, uh, potentially also sending a follow-up SMS and that's worked really well from a conversion standpoint. That's cool. So like if somebody opens it or clicks on something that you also send them a text message. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's awesome. What are you, so like, because you're a telecom company too, is it just like that you have these people and though, so you have these phone numbers and you're kind of able to send some marketing messages to them? Yeah, exactly. So it would be kind of like a, a cross sell message or an upsell message, um, similar to a couple of the other products that we have um, across the business. I'm curious, like what's the demographic that you're targeting? Like, did you guys have a sense of like, this is the t- people, I don't know, 20 to 50 that we really want to target, you, you know, you guys skew younger. Do you guys already had that sense when you first started testing out different growth channels? We, we didn't at the beginning. I think when we first launched, we had a couple assumptions, but over time we've gotten a better sense of who our user base is. Um, and you're right. It kind of skews definitely a little bit younger, um, kind of between the ages of 20 to 35, um, we see a lot of um, kind of professionals, mostly residing in urban areas um, within our user base, but a lot, also a lot of kind of busy parents as well. Um, and then the other kind of interesting note is, you know, our user base skews a bit more female, which is not uncommon um, in the healthcare and, and telehealth, telehealth industry. No, you tested out some ads because about 80% of doctor consults today can be done through telehealth which you know man like sometimes i just want to be like yo doc look at this like foot like it's hurting you know what i mean and so like what are the you said you tested out a bunch of ads showing off the breadth of the the use cases like can you talk to me a little bit about campaign that did not work as you thought it might well work yeah i think that would um i think what you touched on is 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 an interesting insight where a lot of people don't know that a lot of probably close to 80% of in-person doctor consults can be done virtually. Um, and we wanted to really leverage that insight into a, um, in a series of ads. And so one of the ideas that we came up with was kind of showcasing just the breadth of all these symptoms that we can treat. And so it was sort of like a, um, an interactive ad where you, all these different symptoms would pop up. Um, we had really high hopes for it, but actually it turned out the, the performance was, was pretty abysmal, um, a lot lower than what we were hoping um, compared to some of our other ads that focused on one specific uh, symptom or issue. And so the learning for us there was um, if we tried to be too broad in that message, it really diluted um, the effectiveness of the ad. So, um, I mean, so that was a great learning for us and that we've kind of leveraged um, ever since. I know it's something that we, you know, we talked about on this podcast as well. It's like, how do you create an ad that's super like clear, simple, one message, one call to action, go, right? And trying to show like, hey, we can do all this, man. Like, don't worry. Like if you got a flu or if you got a little cut, we can do all that stuff. But rather being just being super clear and super focused on your messaging seems to work well for most most apps. Yeah, definitely. And I would say with telehealth as well, we know that users tend to 
take action when they have an issue, right? That makes yeah. sense. You are most likely to <laughs> to look for and, and, and use the service when you have a pressing health issue. So it's sort of having that um, right message, um, right person, right time mentality that, that works really well within telehealth. Then how do you guys go about targeting? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think um, we're still trying to, to figure out what works best. Um, before we've had channels that... Um, or had campaigns that have been really focused on specific segments. Um, another kind of interesting thing we've learned about the telehealth, telehealth industry is that it is pretty seasonal as well. Mm-hmm. So as um, you know, kind of if you take going back to cold and flu, for example, that's a really busy time for the healthcare industry in general, along with telehealth apps. Um, lots of people are using um, healthcare services, and so. Um, to be really targeted in our messaging, we developed a series of ads that were aimed at a couple different segments. So for kind of busy parents and busy moms, we had um, ads that had messaging around your kids and how um, it's it's always a hassle to go into um, the doctor's office and be, to be able to do that from the convenience of home um, using a service like ours. And then we also had others targeting kind of universities and students as well. So we know that within the cold and flu season, it's also aligns up with exam time and everybody getting sick. So we had really targeted messaging aimed at those specific segments. Well, we're going through some crazy times right now, especially with COVID. How, what have you guys seen? How are you guys sort of dealing with the pandemic? Yeah, definitely. COVID has um, definitely been sort of a, a game changer for probably everybody in the the telehealth space i would say kind of even going back into late february early march we saw just a crazy spike in demand and new users coming onto our platform um, and really kind of opened up telehealth as an option for a lot of people maybe for a more mainstream audience Uh, we've seen kind of probably two things since then we've seen a wider group of users um come into our platform so especially people who are over the age of 40 so definitely a more mainstream audience Um, and the other thing that um, is sort of in the news a lot right now is the focus on mental health and so mental health has always been sort of one of um, the top reasons why people would use a service like ours but we're definitely seeing that more and more within the past um, couple months oh do you guys have psychiatrists and like psychologists on the platform too we do uh, for our to kind of general consumer offering, it's uh, family doctors right now. Okay, got it. Yeah, dude, it's such a big issue. I don't know if sometimes I feel like I'm just in a haze and I just feel out of it. My wife would be like, hey, what's wrong? You okay? And I'm like, I have no idea how to explain how I'm feeling, right? Because we're just all stuck at home. And I love doing this podcast because I get to talk to different people and I get to see and interact with them. But if I didn't have this, man, I think I would just be in a weird haze like most of the days. Yeah, definitely. If you're if you're working from home, a lot of times it can feel super isolating and, and lonely for sure. So definitely get that. Yeah. So you guys probably seen an increase in usage because of the coronavirus. I know as of this recording, we're doing this on July 10th. You're number eight medical, man. So that means you guys are doing pretty well. Thanks. Yeah, I know we definitely have, I would say the, the big huge rush a couple months ago has, has died down a little bit. Um, at that time, it was just honestly super hectic. We had to pause all of our marketing. We had, you know, it's a good problem to have with tons of users coming in and wanting to use our service. Mm-hmm. But given that we are, you know, a, a 
a service that, that relies on kind of human doctors who just had um, a certain amount of capacity. And so at that time, going thinking back, I don't know how we did it. We, we actually paused all of our marketing. We had a lot of our team actually um, get re kind of seconded into either like a recruitment or a, a customer service role, just work on di different parts of the business. Um, and then for our marketing team, it was a great chance for us to kind of step back and also look at our user onboarding experience as well, how we're mm -hmm. bringing users onto the platform, um, which is kind of a different focus for us as we had previously been super focused on, on acquisition. Yeah, I love that. What have you guys found to be more effective? I know one of my past interviews, he found that, you know, he got an increase in conversions just by putting down going from seven screens to four what did you guys tested or what have you guys seen work on the onboarding process and experience yeah one of the things that we've been working on is really supporting um users through the notification setup so we've got um kind of a walkthrough on our on our faq website um, that walks people specifically through what notifications and permissions they need to set up before having an appointment um, um previously we um we didn't have that and so a lot of people would would have troubles if like once they get to their appointment time they're having to scramble and figure all that out in a short period of time and so um for us that was a, a big focus on getting that portion right and helping people through that experience and then how do you guys figure that out like how do you know what to focus on during that onboarding flow yeah it kind of goes back into being really good at listening and, and um understanding and having these kind of listening touch points um we heard a lot of feedback from our clinical support team and we saw a lot of that in our app store feedback as well um you know some of the negative ones are some of probably some of the more insightful ones to look into where if people were saying that you know they had troubles with the video call or that called it to come through um we took a look at that um pretty seriously and, and that was a big focus for us Mm, I like that. And then what have you faced because it's such an emerging market? Like what have you, what have been some of the challenges? I know like, and I kind of want to point this out with anybody who has a dating app or has a dating app idea. Look, there's some challenges there with Facebook and running some ads on there. What have you guys faced from the telehealth industry? Yeah, definitely. There's, um, <laughs> there's, there's a whole laundry list that I could probably dive into. Uh, one that you probably touched on as well is just understanding the regulatory side of it. Um, you know, there's a couple of learnings for us on how we could, what we can and can't say in terms of, especially on Facebook, um, there's certain rules where you can't assume users have a certain, um, condition or, or health issue. So those are specific learnings that we've gotten over time. But, um, I think generally because we are still fairly new as a category and as a product, just building that general awareness understanding is, is still um, pretty key for us, um, having people understand what the experience is like. Um, because if you take a step back, people have been seeing a doctor for the same way their entire lives. Yeah. And so being able to shift that behavior um, is, is not an easy thing to do. I think um, a second piece for us is um, making sure that um, we provide super high quality of care. There's a perception around telehealth that it's somehow lower quality of care compared to seeing a doctor in person. And so that's a perception that we're probably all the apps are, are, are facing as well. And the last one is just, um, I kind of mentioned it before, the user behavior of having to 
um, people wanting to download and use a service right when they have an issue. And so being able to set up our marketing um, in a way that addresses that um, is something that we're always looking to get better at. How have you guys done that? Because I think that's the hardest part. Like when I've worked with a couple of different apps like this, like, yeah, but they need to have this person, like they need to have the flu before you try to market them. Because if you try to market them, they might forget that you existed. So how have you guys tried to combat that? I know there's seasonal things that you mentioned, but what else have you guys done? Yeah, I would say there's probably two, two main areas that I think we're focusing on. One is just developing the right brand and having a brand awareness in our key markets um, that overall will, will help a lot of our other efforts and then other things like focusing on paid search um, people searching in for um, kind of clinics and doctors in general and, and putting yourself there as well um, that's where you can be at the show your message message at the right time for them nice is that through search ads or is that through like maybe even google adwords what are you guys doing from a paid search Standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Google AdWords um, and exploring more with Apple search ads as well. Yeah, man. I wonder if a lot of people are searching for flu on search on Apple search ads. That's crazy. Well, I know a lot of people are searching for the COVID stuff, right? So I'm sure you, are you guys running anything on the search ad side? Yeah, we are. And we've, we've seen that for sure. So um, online doctors and, and COVID-19, like those types of keywords yeah. um, have definitely seen more search volume over the past couple months um, with COVID-19 for sure being one of them. Yeah. That's awesome, man. All right. Anything you want me to, anything I missed that you want to make sure we hit on too? Um, no, I think, I think that's great. I think that uh, we covered a lot of um, the challenge, but it's also a lot of the, the opportunities of um, the growing telehealth space in Canada and also across across the other, other nations as well. Is there a common thing that you guys see like symptom or reason why people want to why you know they use telehealth? Yeah, I think generally the the benefits are, are pretty common across um, the different countries. It's really the convenience, right? So it's the access to to healthcare and the ability to skip the, the waiting room almost, you know, not having to commute to a doctor, wait <laughs> yeah. in a waiting room. And that whole convenience side is probably one of the biggest benefits of, of using a, a service like ours. Um, and I think the challenges we touched upon as well is, you know, shifting that behavior, building more awareness that, you know, with platforms like ours exist um, and also getting people to understand what the experience is going to be like. Man, I would think on your screenshots, I'm looking at them, they're beautiful. See a doctor from your phone, I'll be like, skip the waiting room. Like, yay. You know, that would be the main benefit for me. Like, thank you. I don't have to wait like three times in the waiting room and then in the doctor's room. I could just see you when you see when we've got the time scheduled and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And we hear that a lot from, from our um, users as well. The exact same thing. Yeah. Sweet brother. Well, this is awesome. Like I, it's an industry that I know is growing. I'm, not using it right now, but I know it is something that I probably will look at because it's like something that you, you really want to do. So I'm so glad that we got to talk about this. All right. For the big finish, I do want to ask you, give us an app that we got to check out. Yeah, personally, I think uh, one of my favorite apps right now is, is one called Motivation. Um, it's a super simple app. All it does is send you positive quotes every day or as, as often as you like. Um, there's a lot going on um, right now and sometimes it's a challenge to kind of stay focused and engaged. And so I actually wasn't expecting to like this app as much as I do, but mm -hmm. I've, I've found that it really helps my own headspace um, with these kind of little boosts of 
positivity and, and motivation. And so that's probably my reco. And I think the second one, I know with the pandemic, that's there's lots of people looking for work right now, and there's tons of great apps out there that are helping people find jobs and get employed. A really good one is um, it's called JobGet, J-O-B-G-E-T, and they get they make it super easy to search and apply for jobs, which is awesome. Tell Billy to come on. I, I told Billy to come back, come to onto the podcast. I know, I think he connected us together, but he's like, "Oh, I'm not sure, Steve." I'm like, "Come on, Billy, tell him how cool." Definitely, we'll all do. All right, <laughs> you know what? I'm so glad you said the motivation app. I I was looking for affirmations because I do this journaling every day, and I didn't know what to put anymore. So I was like, "Fuck!" I don't. I mean, I'm really out of ideas for the affirmation side. So I downloaded an app and just was curious to see if there's an app out there. And it reminds me three times a day. And you know what I found, Felix, as well? Is just, I like it. Like, it's kind of cool to see these things and just be reminded every day. I didn't think I would need it, but it really does actually help. So I'd recommend it too. Yeah, totally agree. It's, it's almost the most simplest thing, but um, it's crazy the impact it can have on you. All right. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? As, as a marketer, I think it's probably pretty common to want to compare yourself to, to other people in your space and your peers, um, especially kind of early in my career. I've dived a lot into podcasts and, and listened to a lot of conferences and things like that. And, um, you know, especially if you're starting out, it can seem like everybody else knows things that you don't or they're just running these kind of super hyper efficient campaigns with a thousand percent retention um but what i've learned over time and talking to more people is that you know nobody is good at everything and your peers are probably dealing with a lot of the same challenges as you are whether that's lack of resources or budget or, or tech issues so um that's something that i think it took me a while to to kind of understand I got to go the other way. They, people come to me thinking they have the magic bullet to grow their apps. I'm like, I really don't. <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of work and it's part of retention and marketing retention. It's this entire process, but it's a great point that you pointed out too. Well, the website is called TELUS. So T-E-L-U-S.com. Go search for Babylon, especially if you're in Canada, Babylon by TELUS Health is the app to search for Babylon. I'm sure you guys will see that as well, but Babylon by Telus Health. Felix, if the audience wants to come on or connect with you in any way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Yeah, I think the best way to reach me is, is through LinkedIn. Uh, I'm always happy to connect and chat with other marketers in the space. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. We've got to do it another time when you guys are, are figuring out more growth channels because it's an interesting space for me. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.